Hey, how's it going? Xander Fryer, best-selling author and CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching here. And you are listening to the High Impact Coaching Podcast, the podcast for coaches by coaches and designed to help coaches build and scale profitable coaching businesses so that they can get to the people around the world that really need them. On this podcast, you're going to have everything from tactics, live tactics and strategies. You're going to have motivational content. You're going to have interviews with the top experts in the world in different spaces to help you grow and scale your business and get to the thousands of people that need you. It's our belief that coaches are at the front of the spear when it comes to world change. And we want to make sure that you have all the resources that you need to get to the people that really need you. So that being said, if you need our help in any way, shape, or form, feel free to go to xanderfryer.com. We've got tons of other resources and support at xanderfryer.com. If you want to join our free Facebook community with thousands of other six-figure, multiple six-figure, and seven-figure coaches, you can go to xanderfryer.com forward slash FB group. And if you're interested in getting our help in the short term, coaching you one-on-one or mentoring you one-on-one to scale your coaching business to six figures in the next 90 days or taking it to seven figures over the next 12 months, go ahead and check out a couple of our programs at xanderfryer.com forward slash programs and feel free to set up a quick 15-minute call with our team to see what we can dig into, find what's not working in your business and see how we can help you scale to that next level. Other than that, I'll see you in the next episode. Hello, friends. It is Jay Williams, head of client success here at High Impact Coaching, and I am here with Rahan Lakhani. Hi, Rahan. Hey, Jay. Rahan is a naturopathic doctor focused on helping professionals overcome anxiety and has been doing this for five years. And today we're going to learn how he grew his business with a very small following and a single channel and why he is now a coach here at High Impact Coaching. So we get to learn all about your story today. Looking forward to this. Amazing. Happy to share it. So before we get there, let's start back at the beginning. Like how long have you been a coach? My first job was being a coach. So I started off as a personal trainer when I was, I think, 16 or 17 years old. From there, I went on to doing uh, nutrition consulting. So I was coaching people with regards to what to eat, how to eat, and so on. And then from there, my interest in the health and wellness industry grew and grew even more. And I pursued a post-grad degree in naturopathic medicine. So I did my undergraduate degree for four years. Then I did another four years for uh, my doctorate in naturopathic medicine. So like if you were to add up all the hours that you've spent coaching people, do you think you'd get to that mythical 10,000? I think so. I think easily I could reach that 10,000. So I'm I'm over 30 now, and I started back when I was 16, 17, so I, and I've been doing it for a very long time. Perfect. So then you're that 10,000 hours to mastery. So you've been coaching people for over 10,000 hours. So like, why did coaching appeal to you? What got you into it? I'm Indian. My background's Indian, half Indian, half Pakistani, actually. But, you know, I grew up in a household where my mom would make us food to heal us first before she took us to the doctor and started giving us medication. Hmm. So my interest in health started there. And I started realizing, you know, as you go to school as a kid, you talk to other kids and you realize, oh, wow, it's only my parents that do this. So I started realizing like, this is information, this is powerful information that a lot of people might not have. And that's how I started getting into coaching and health and wellness specifically, because I wanted to share all of the information that I had grown up with, with other people around me and letting them know that, you know, you don't just have one option for your health and wellness. It's not just you go see your doctor, you get some prescription medication, and that's the end of it. You've got a bunch of options with regards to your health. And you can really make a difference yourself in your own health if you wanted to with food, exercise, lifestyle changes, and that sort of thing. Right. So people were like asking you, 
what you're eating and like how you're getting to where you, and then you just started helping them? Like how, how did, how did that kind of evolve? I had a personal interest. So yeah, so people did see me sometimes eating some weird stuff at school. And so they'd ask me, Hey, what's that? And so I had to kind of like pair it back to them what my mom had told me about the food and, and why it was good for me. My personal interest around exercise and working out is what led me to that personal trainer route. Because, you know, I was in high school at the time, I just wanted to make a little bit of money doing what I love to do. And that was exercising and then, you know, teaching other people how to exercise for the goals that they wanted to reach. And that naturally evolved into combining the two, the exercise and the food piece together, because they, of course, they go together. We all know that. And then eventually it turned into more than that. That's like, you're 16 years old. You're like, okay, I like doing this thing. I want to get paid for it. I'm going to start getting paid right now. Like, <laughs> like that's, yeah. I think most people in their thirties are, you know, struggling to figure that part out. Like, is there something that was different about the way you approach things that led you to that? Honestly, Jay, and like, you know, people that know me really well tell me this all the time. I don't think very linearly. I think outside the box and I think of options that maybe other people don't necessarily think of. And it reminds me of something that I've been reading in a book by Alex, actually, Alex on the team. He's like, there, there are some preconceived notions and thoughts that we all grow up with that if we don't challenge, they just hang out. They just sit there and we live our lives based on these preconceived notions and these thoughts that we grow up with. And so I guess I don't know how I grew up constantly questioning things, but I always did. And I always tried to figure out, okay, like, you know, is this an option that I really like? Is this something that really fits into my lifestyle? If so, great. I'm going to pursue it. If I love it, I'm going to pursue it. If I don't, then I got to find another option. Uh, to me, there's always an option that works best for me rather than just, you know, kind of giving up and saying, Hey, there's only one way to do something. I love that. I am hundred percent on board. I do the same thing. You know, I always have this, this idea of like, if something is popular, then I'm questioning whether it's actually worth pursuing or worth, worth doing. You know, it's like, is usually when things are popular, that's when it's like, it's time to move on to something else. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. So your goal when you first started was just to make a few bucks and that was a yep. good part-time job. But then you got to the point where you said, okay, this is going to be my career. And you went to school and, you know, kind of focused on that. So when you got like, did you start your business while you were in school or, or afterwards or? I started my personal training business when I was in high school. So I started training people at their home gyms or at their condo gyms or whatever it is with whatever I had. Eventually that evolved into the nutrition piece. So I had gained, gained a bunch of clientele from the exercise piece that transitioned really easily into the nutrition piece. And so combining the two was pretty easy. And then when I went to uh, school for naturopathic medicine, I had to stop that. It was a full-time program. So I had to stop doing that for a bit. I did some here and there part-time, but it wasn't a major focus of mine. You never were at a gym. You just started doing this. You're like, I will train you in your garage. You went Basically, yeah. I, I worked at a gym when I was in uh, university at their gym, but I was also doing, you know, training people at their house on the side as well. So I had, um, <laughs> so this is another thing. I didn't want any debt coming out of school. So I was like, how do I make this work so I don't have debt coming out of school? And so I, I did this on top of my studies until I got into uh, school for naturopathic medicine. Wow. So your first job was an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. When you started your naturopathic medicine business, did you have a goal when you started that? Like what was your goal? Yes, that is a really good question. So the reason for why I went into the field is because 
over the years, I had seen a bunch of people struggling with whatever health condition they may have had, right? And so over the years, people would come to me and say, they've been seeing their medical doctor for this, they've been seeing a naturopathic doctor for their condition, they've been seeing a nutritionist, they've been seeing a Chinese medicine practitioner, they've been seeing who, whoever else, chiropractor, everybody under the sun, right? Because they can't figure out exactly what's going to work for them. And so they're seeing a whole bunch of people. So what my goal was with this business is why don't we like, why don't we make it work for the patient and make it patient centered care? Why don't we take one case and as healthcare providers, as a team of healthcare providers, look at the one case together with all of our different experiences, perspectives, knowledge, and why don't we contribute to that one case as a collaborative team rather than one practitioner here, one practitioner there, and so on. And so that was initially my goal with the business is let's create this patient-centered model where the patient gets the benefit of everybody under the sun in one place with one appointment, not you're not seeing everybody at different times and with different appointments, we're all collaborating on their behalf. Yeah. So that was the goal for the business. And that's why I, I, I really wanted to start a business like this, it turned into a focus on mental health, because that's something that I'm really passionate about now. And so we have, we have a whole bunch of different practitioners under one roof that can look at a patient and, and provide a treatment plan based on their own different angle expertise and areas of focus. So how did you know kind of what to do at the beginning? Like, how did you know how to structure the business? And like, you know, like did, were you reading this stuff from a book or, you know, from past experience or like, were you just winging it? Like, how did you know where to start? I didn't know where to start at all. What I, so, you know, up until that point, I didn't have like a physical facility as a business. I had a business, but I didn't have a physical facility. And so that part was a little bit scary to take on, but I, Throughout naturopathic medical school, I connected with a lot of uh, naturopathic doctors with similar setups, similar clinics, and I just talked to them. I just talked their ear off. I mean, I'm sure that if you talk to them right now, Jay, they'd be like, yeah, this guy like just, just like asked me a thousand questions every time he saw me. So yeah. I basically connected with people who are mentors to me now to this day and asked them a ton of questions. And all of their insight led me to how I set the business up as it is right now. Some of their insights were fantastic and great, but some didn't work out. Like, you know, I, I've shared the story with the business partner that we lost along the way, and that part didn't work out very well. But with the support of those mentors, along with family and friends, and some of the experiences I had running businesses in the past, we were able to get over that and, and like, you know, continue running our business and continue uh, growing it. Yeah. So as you started your business, like, I know you dealt with some stuff right before you got started with the, the other owner and having to like, move through that. But like your plan, as you laid it out, did it work from the beginning? It was tough at the beginning because I was starting a, a facility from scratch and I had also moved to a different uh, location. I grew up in Toronto, but I moved outside of Toronto to a smaller town. And so everything was new to me. So it was really tough at the beginning to get the momentum going. But I think that the model of care that I was trying to build really resonated with a lot of people and, and it grew a lot of interest over time. And we were featured in a bunch of um, news articles and the mayor came to our grand opening. So we got a lot of momentum from the get-go, which was really amazing. Uh, and so it, it, it did work and it's still working now because people experience the results and they, they tell other people about it and the word spreads. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is really important. It's like, you can be great at marketing, but if you get, but the best marketing is getting results from people, right? It's like, totally, you know, when, yeah. you, when you start something new, people are interested in the new thing, but those new people, if they're not getting the best results from you, then you're, you know, that newness is going to wear off and you're not going to be able to find your next clients. Right. Exactly. Is there a point during the, the, the sort of last five years where things were 
when you were kind of struggling where things stopped working? Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I mentioned at the beginning, it was a little bit hard to get momentum going because we were starting from scratch basically. But after a certain point, I think maybe it was a year, maybe a year and a bit into the business, uh, we were in a small geographic area. And so providing this in-person care plateaued just because of our reach. It wasn't, you know, we were, we were only able to reach a certain amount of people that can drive to our location and get our services. So that was sort of where it kind of plateaued. And I sat down after a few months of this plateau and I was like, I, I got to figure out how to like expand a little bit more to the people that need me that aren't necessarily within this 25 kilometer radius around me that can drive in. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, that's when I started research into like, how do I expand this growth? How do I expand the impact? And, uh, you know, going online was, was the, the only logical option there. So that's when uh, that's when I really started to do a little bit of research into going online, how to expand services online, how to deliver services online. That would be different too. Um, and at, at that time, this pre-pandemic time, it was a little strange to see a healthcare practitioner online. So that was another barrier that I had encountered that I was trying to figure out how to get over. Right. And so at one point during this process, you found HIC. How did you find your way to us? I have no idea. I don't know how... I found HIC. I think I, I like maybe was on the Explore page on Instagram and Xander came up and he started talking and I'm like, who is this guy? I mean, his ideas resonate with me, so I'll go follow him. But I think that's how I found it. I just randomly found it on Instagram and started um, really resonating and connecting with the message around, you know, mindset, business growth, starting from the top and, and, and not working your way up to the top. So his message really connected with me, but I have no idea how I found him. No idea. <laughs> So did you have a, when you started, right, you kind of got into the launch program. Did you have a goal when you first started? Yeah, my, my goal was to expand my reach. So beyond the geographical range that I was in and get a consistent number of clients per month, strictly from my social media following. So I, I like, we have a website, we have a blog, we have all this stuff, right? But I knew that in order to reach people in a very um, authentic, genuine way, social media was the best way to go. And it was the best way to, to gain and attract new clients because you can connect to them on a very intimate level where you can't on your website, your blog, and so on. So I really wanted to learn how to master social media, reach more people through social media, and gain a consistent number of clients per month strictly from social media and have a larger audience there. Did you already have a presence on social media or did you start something new? No, I already had a presence. I wasn't really focusing on it very much. I was focusing on the other stuff, you know, the website, the blog, the backend systems in the business. So it wasn't a massive focus of mine. It was really more of a personal social, social media at that time. Right. And so at the time when you started, I don't remember what you told me, but what size was your business? So it was probably around the 8K mark when I first started, when I started growing it. So within Within, uh, I think, a month of launch, we hit 10 or 12K, and that's only from social media. So the 8K was like the, the in-person services we were providing. When I started launch, it went up to um, 10 to 12K within the first month of doing everything that was taught in the program. Within the next three months, it grew to like uh, 12K. It had a little bit of a dip when the pandemic hit, but I think it was because all of the uncertainty around what was happening. People weren't really engaging online. People weren't really like, they were kind of lost and confused, just like everybody was. And that's completely understandable. But once we started ramping things up again, 
And luckily, here's the thing too, like luckily we had all of these online systems set up before the pandemic so that we were immediately able to jump in and start helping people online when they were ready to receive the help. So I'm really thankful and grateful for that. But once we started jumping back in and starting the, starting the uh, offering those services online again, knowing that we were allowed to based on our colleges and regulatory things, we went up to like 14, 15K a month right away. And it just steadily grew from there in terms of the patients or the clients coming in just from social media and online efforts. Wow. Okay. So now you're closer to like 20, 25K, yeah? Yep. Yeah, so- exactly. And you just followed the system. I mean, you must have a following of, you know, 10, 20,000 people to get to 25K, right? Absolutely not. (laughs) That's the funny part, right? Like, so I said within a month of starting the launch program, we hit the 10K mark only from online uh, efforts and social media efforts. At that time, my following was less than 500J. 500 people on Instagram. That's it. (laughs) Wow. That's it. Yeah. That's amazing. it's still, I mean, you know, I, I said earlier, like, I, it's still wild to me. Like, I still have to pinch myself sometimes, but it doesn't take much when you're being really authentic and genuine and, and genuinely connecting with people online because it, it's social media. We forget the social, it's social media. Yeah. You build connections, you build relationships, you build um, meaningful conversations, and that can turn into clients very quickly. I asked you a loaded question. You still have less than a thousand followers on your, on your Instagram account, right? Yep. And you're I think I have like, you're consistently generating sales each month from that account. How the hell are you doing absolutely. that? Absolutely. So, you know, the way that you, again, build and connect and build those relationships really matter. So a lot of people are clients who are following me and that's great because they turn into patients afterwards, like paying clients afterwards. So they turn into potential clients to clients, but a lot of the other people following me are people within my niche as well. So because I focus on um, mental health and using things like nutrition and herbs and lifestyle changes for mental health, a lot of people in the therapy space have started following me. And those are potential people to collaborate with, practitioners that can refer to me. And so I build those relationships as well and branch out to them and ask them what their practice looks like and what types of people they're helping and how I can help their clients as well if they need it. And so building those relationships has been huge too, because now they start referring to me from the client base that they have. And so it's not necessarily coming from my Instagram base. It's coming from these people who are now referring to me, noticing really good results with their clients that they've referred, and then they start referring some more. So I think like, you know, going back to your point, you don't need a massive social media following to start gaining business and gaining a lot of traction in your business uh, and hitting that 2025K mark every single month with a following of, I I just looked, it's 869 online right now. It's not much at all, but it's it's what you do in the back end, like the systems you set up, the relationships you build and continuing to nurture those relationships so that you never lose traction with that flywheel. It's it's constantly going and, and the momentum's always there. Yeah. Okay. So just curious about this. Tell me like, so I am a, you know, practitioner that starts following you, right? So walk me through kind of what's the, what process you go through to kind of nurture that relationship and then start getting referrals from someone like me. So, you know, I'm following you on Instagram and maybe I make a comment. So what, what do you do? So you make a comment, I like comment or reply to your comment. And then I send you a quick DM saying, Hey, thank you so much for the follow. Thank you so much for the comment, really insightful comment you made there and make, you know, give them an insightful response to their comment as well. And then just talk to them about their practice. You know, I'm, I, yeah, I've checked out your profile. I'm so curious about what you do. 
I'm so curious about how you approach anxiety and depression. I'm so curious about what types of people you help. Do you help certain people with certain conditions? Do you help certain um, uh, a certain demographic, like children, for example? So just get this conversation going based on focusing on them, like what their interest is, what they're passionate about. When people start talking about what they're passionate about, they feel really good. They feel like they're on cloud nine, right? They feel like, yeah, like this guy really cares about me. This guy really cares about what I'm doing. And I genuinely do because for me, it's all knowledge that I'm soaking up as well. So it's yeah. beneficial for me as well to know what they're doing. But once that relationship is established and a, and a conversation gets going, it's really easy to nurture that and turn that into, hey, you know, you always want to give them a benefit first, right? So how can I help your practice and your clients? Put it out there first. I'm not asking for anything at all at that point. I'm not asking for referrals. I'm not asking for anything. I'm, I'm saying like, how, what can I do to support you and benefit you in any way? And I think Gary Vee says this in some of his videos too, is like, just give, just give, 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 like nothing in return. It may not turn into anything and that's fine, but it may turn into someone who really likes the work that you do and continuously sends you referrals. Right. Okay. So, you know, I say that, you know, I could use some help with, you know, I have a particular problem client that has a problem with, you know, their diet is terrible. And I think, you know, that you might be able to help them. What do you do then? So I give them a story, a similar story. So let's say they are a therapist and they have a client struggling with depression and they say, you know, my client just, uh, I know that food plays an impact on their health, on their mental health. I just don't know how to approach it and how to help them. And so I give them a story of a client that I've worked with that is, was in a similar boat, was in a similar situation. And I tell them what we do with what we did with that client. So we completely, we took a look at their diet. We helped them change their diet. We coached them through how to make those changes because the, the behavioral and habit changes around diet are more important than the diet changes themselves. And so we coached them how to incorporate certain things in their diet that we know, we know for a fact based on research, will reduce systemic inflammation, will reduce the amount of um, inflammation happening in their gut, and then will therefore impact their mental health in a very positive, beneficial way. So I give them a story. And then I say, this, this is how we approach it. And, you know, if this is something your client, you think your client would be interested in, let's set up a free 15 minute call with them. Happy to do that. So then do you have a process where then you go and like follow up with these people on a regular basis and you're just like giving them more information over time? Is that, is that how you approach it? Yeah. So I have um, a, a tracker or we have a tracker on the back end where we say, you know, where we kind of rate people based on their level of interest in our services and then follow up with them every quarter, basically. If they're local, and I mean local as in, in Canada. <laughs> yeah. So if they're in Canada, I mail them a print letter from our clinic saying, here are the new things that we're doing. Here are the services we offer, some of the new research that we've been involved in. And I mail them a, a print copy of our newsletter in the mail, snail mail, using Canada Post. And they get that every single quarter. And so we're on top of mind, but we're not so intrusive that it's, it's too much, but yeah. we're on top of mind and they can, you know, just take a look at the quick, a quick title and throw it out if they want to, or they can read the article and gener that generates interest in what we do. And so they start really thinking about, okay, can Rahan or the other ND that works with him, can they really benefit the client that's sitting in front of me right now? Can they really help them shift their state of health? Yeah. That's interesting. So you ask people for their mailing address, like sometime in the DMs, if they don't go anywhere, you're like, Hey, I can send you out this sort of free newsletter that I send every quarter. Yeah. I just ask them for their permission. And then usually you can find their um, office address online through their local college or their association. I love this. I love it. <laughs> 
one thing that I often talk to coaching clients about is like, you know, we're so focused on like the numbers, like how many followers we're getting, how many, you know, messages we're opening, whatever, but these are people, right? And if you focus on how you can help people and you're doing that first, then when they're ready, if you are around and if you're constantly getting in front of them, then they'll look to you first. Right. And, you know, exactly. one, thing, one thing that people don't know is, you know, Xander's high impact coaching, this business started mostly from referrals, right? It's like people that he knew or people that he knew, knew, and he basically expanded that to social media, right? Focus first on the people that need help, help them, right? And then, you know, start a small social media following where then you could start helping those people as well. So I love that. I'm really curious. Why a print newsletter? Why not send out an email or like a video or something like that? Part of it is because I'm old school myself. So I, you know, if I get a print newsletter versus an email newsletter, I'm more likely to look at the print newsletter. I think there's more of a personal touch attached to it. But I think for me, especially again, so, you know, being in the healthcare industry, a lot of our systems are, are lagging in terms of technology. Not a lot of healthcare practitioners are online, on social media, engaging. There are more and more now, but it's slowly starting to pick up. And so, like, for example, doctor's offices still use fax machines. So we're very behind on technology. So for me, the print just hits better with the practitioner demographic that I deal with, because it's just something that has this personal touch. It's something that they're used to, something that's comfortable for them. And that's why I stick to print. Email, I use all the time for clients or for potential clients if they're on my email list. But for practitioners themselves, we'll send out an actual like print newsletter, you know, uh, bifold little thing and send that off to them. So there's just like, there's so much marketing brilliance there. Really, it's, it's like, what are your clients doing, <laughs> right? Where did they hang out and make sure that you're there. So you know, focusing on your market, like they're more likely to have a fax machine in their office than to have a MacBook Pro, right? And so if that's the case, then you need to meet them where they're at and send them a print newsletter, right? If you were dealing with, you know, folks that are a little more tech savvy, then yeah, maybe a video or an email would work a little bit better or, or a TikTok or an Instagram or whatever, right? But you have to be where your clients are at. Love that. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, we talked a lot about your business, but now you are a coach here at High Impact Coaching. So, like, what kind of got you into that? Why, why are you coaching here instead of focusing on your business? So, the business is running along, you know, it's with my business partner now. We were able to hire people on to do a lot of the work that I was doing. And the reason for why I switched gears into coaching other coaches and other health practitioners is because throughout the years that I've been doing this, so starting off as a personal trainer, then the nutrition consultant, then now now an MD, I've seen people, Jay, drop like flies in the industry. I've seen people start off so passionate, willing to help people, helping a ton of people, but something doesn't work out. Maybe they're not making the money that they need to be making. Maybe they are working too long, right? Like personal trainers. I mean, being in that industry, you work a long, long, long time. And I think at one point you said you were a personal trainer as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, well, that's not true. I owned a gym before I was a personal trainer, but I definitely, I worked those hours. Like it is formula for burnout. Yeah, exactly. So just having this in the back of my mind, it just broke my heart. And then going into naturopathic medicine and seeing the stats on naturopathic doctors and how many people. So because we have a regulated college, our college tracks how many people have active licenses to practice. And so they track people when they graduate. So when they first get their license to 
how many years they practice, um, if they practice full-time or part-time and that sort of thing. And if you look at those stats, it's like, it's like 50 or 60% of people after five years leave and quit the profession. They stop practicing, they give up their license. And that just destroyed me when I, when I learned about that, because number one, you're going to school for four years and putting in so much time, effort, blood, sweat, tears into finishing this really rigorous program. Number two, you're so passionate about it. And you probably have some sort of life experience that led you there that wanted that, that made you want to help people. And then number three, I think the entire program is close to 150 K you've spent so much money on this program. <laughs> So the fact that people weren't practicing after that long just destroyed me. And that goes for not just naturopathic doctors, but health coaches, uh, personal trainers, so many people in this industry. And so, and through my success too, over the last little bit, people have been asking me, Hey, how did you do this? How did you approach this? How they've been asking me for advice, left, right, and center. And so I just thought, you know, there was always a next step for me after the business. It could have been going into teaching and being a professor. It could have been working for a supplement company or whatever, but this is where I think that I'm going to impact the most number of people is being that coach for other health practitioners or health coaches and help them turn that passion into a business that helps people. And so that's why I shifted gears. It was always part of the plan to shift gears. I just didn't know what it was going to be. Um, and, and this is, this lined up really well, you know, it lined up perfectly uh, with my goals and what I wanted to do. And so that's why I sort of shifted gears and I really want to help other people in this industry succeed, do well, help people make the money they want to make and live a good life. Man, I love that. That is that is amazing. I think I want to underline there is just like you're a person who lives with purpose, right? You're, you're focused on the change you want to see in the world and that drives your decisions. It's not a focus on, you know, how much money I'm going to make or, you know, am I going to be better than this person or that person? But it's just like, are you actually driving what you want to see in the world and are you living with purpose? And that leads you down a path that maybe you're not super clear of where you're going to be. But as long as you're focused on the purpose, then you know you're taking the right steps. So I love that. And I think, you know, we've already seen this. The folks that you've been working with within HIC are getting the full benefit of that, right? Because you have all this experience for all the years that you can share with them. And you can also explain why it's important. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and it's not that at times you do sometimes feel directionless, and that does cause a little bit of dissonance and anxiety. But you almost have to, if you're, if you're living with purpose and you're pursuing your passion and you're doing what you love, you almost have to sit with that discomfort and anxiety and just learn to love it. It's always going to be there because you're, you're doing something that's, that's not a linear path. It's not set out for you. It's not based on expectations. It's based on what you want. And so that path is going to lead you in different areas. It's not going to be straight all the time. And so learning to sit with and, and, and just be so comfortable and love that discomfort and anxiety around what the future holds is it's a skill that needs to be built up, built up. And, and that's where the mindset work comes in as well. Awesome. So I, you know, I'm curious more of a practical level. So like, how are you managing to pull this off? You just have like two full-time jobs or how does that work? <laughs> Doesn't every business owner have like two or three full-time jobs. I have been fortunate enough to be able to hire on help and step back from the business so I can do this on a, in a full-time capacity. And so it still allows me to, you know, just make sure that I'm overseeing the business, but at the same time, really work full-time with coaches and other coaches that need my help and that need the services of HIC. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough bridge for a lot of clients is getting from the point where, you know, they're doing everything 
from, you know, from the initial sale to the last day of coaching to actually having people that work for them that are able to deliver that, that product. So that's a big step. And it's something that I think a lot of clients will benefit from hearing how you did that. You know, it takes a little bit of planning and it takes a little bit of, again, that sitting with that discomfort because you're not going to know what happens. You just have to go along with it, make the best decision that you can make with the information you have and then troubleshoot along the way. Funny thing about hiring, it's like you have to accept that when you hire somebody that things are actually going to get worse before they get better, <laughs> right? Like, And you know what's funny is that that's what happens with your health too. When you start working on a deep level, things get worse before they start turning and getting better. So it's a funny analogy there. Uh, I guess that's how life works. All right. So last question, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh yeah. I love this question. This is the best piece of advice I've ever received. You are not the center of the universe. So all of this fear and judgment that's holding you back from living the life that you want, no one cares about what you're doing. No one remembers what you're doing. No one remembers the post or story you made yesterday that you're constantly thinking about. You're not the center of their universe. So just go out there and do it and move on. Like, you know, just keep that in mind. You're not, you're not on everyone's mind all the time. Dude, I love that. That is awesome <laughs> advice. That is awesome advice. I'm going to write that one down. So Rahan, thank you so much for your time today. This is a great interview. If someone wanted to reach out to you for health advice or any questions, where could they find you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram or Facebook. And my handle is dr as in doctor dot Rahan, R-E-H-A-N dot N-D as in naturopathic doctor. And then they can email me as well. It's Rahan at georgianintegrative.com. Awesome. Great stuff, man. Thanks again. And I'm sure this won't be the last time we, uh, we do this interview. So we'll see you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. See ya. All right. Bye.